pat, puts away his pen, and closed his notebook. Feeling nicer. He had managed to throw out all his thoughts and stop them on paper in a few moments. In a painful and liberating act. In a certain sense, he was beginning to become aware of his condition. Fearlessly writing down every single thought meant to build a memory starting almost from scratch. It was a beginning. Cogito ergo sum. I write ergo. I live. The room he had booked with his credit card had a wonderful view, which spanned the whole bay. It was communicating with Cassandra's, and he could hear the loud sound of the TV. That she had turned on, with the hope, perhaps, of gathering some important information. At that moment, Cassandra opened the door, sporting a beaming smile. We must get ready for the big night. And we need to buy suitable clothes from the TV channel of the hotel. I took all the necessary information. We will find everything we need without having to leave. That kind of information. Pa. Hated it. In front of the hotel boutique that displayed men's and women's suits made with embarrassingly shiny fabrics, Cassandra gave him a small tap on the arm. Shall I dress you, and you dress me? Ah. Fetishism, which obviously afflicts my soul in whatever dimension I am, Pat told himself, having the almost physical and now familiar feeling that Cassandra had already understood his weaknesses. Cassandra, whatever you were, you will look like a goddess. You will be ethereal, in a sea of banal gin and tonics. I love uncertainty, in all its forms, but there is no way round that fact. 
There are lost souls in this world, but they will be found when they see you dressed up and smiling. They will see someone who is undestroyed. A woman like you is healing just by being in this space. And as for me, it is definitely better you dress me as I am utterly oblivious to the room. Just find me a corner with lovely exhibitionist edges somewhere where the harmonics just melt into the general noise. Cassandra sighed. Then they walked into the shop. Pat whispered in Cassandra's ear. This is like a drug den of colour. A kaleidoscope of one-stop motorway services. A salt and pepper of techno music. The colours of porn. The colours are not cerebral. The colours are neon and gold instinct. Don't stop till you get enough energy. Whatever you wear, you will look fabulous. There must be a line in the Bible somewhere. It belongs to you. You changed the water into wine. Never forget that. With re-energized ego, Cassandra tried on a beautiful pink, loose-fitting trouser suit. The jacket fell against her thighs and the arms went over her hands. There was only one button on the jacket and the lapels were quite big. Jackpot. Then Cassandra tried on a black dress with a big orange stripe that moved vertically from her left arm to the top of her right thigh. It was heaven. And again, she tried on a simple black suit. The material was relaxed and modern. And the trousers were simple and loose-fitting. Cassandra also wore a lovely white cotton shirt. There was a Mondrian tie there with beautiful oranges, reds, yellows and whites and that just topped the outfit perfectly. Again, 
Nirvana. Finally, she tried on a purple and white linen suit. She didn't like it. She was wrong. But disagreements are interesting coordinates, not breaking points. So they moved on to the next. Cassandra tried on a white and black dress that looked like an artwork on her. There were no arms, and the dress was above the knee. There was a black line that went down the center of her body, and it was bordered at the bottom of the dress. The whites on the dress were all slightly different shades, and it was beyond belief perfect for Cassandra. Again, dreams fell. Everything connected. Everything worked. You still haven't told me why you registered me as Cassandra Crown. Where does this come from? It suddenly came to mind, like a revelation. Cassandra is obviously perfect for you, also for the law of opposites. She foretold misfortune. You simply ignore the future. Crown, because at the cinema, in front of this hotel, they show the Thomas Crown affair. I would like to go there sometime. What do you think? Anyway, in the end, you chose well. The dress is the one that suits you best. Cassandra snorted, then took a deep breath. Like two gambling professionals, Pat and Cassandra entered the great slot machine hall. Dean Martin's voice could barely overpower the steady, arrhythmic rattle of the slots, accompanying their stride towards the great jackpot totem. Do you think we could really make a hundred and twenty million just like that on the spot? Cassandra looked up at the super slot display and nodded. No, there would be no fun. However, we can try to do something. Pat closed his eyes for a moment. 
Cassandra frightened him. But, hard to admit, she also amused him, made him doubt any certainty, and made him feel certain of all oddity. She took his hand and placed it on the fake Corinthian column that soared uselessly in the centre of the room. Are you ready? Together? I don't know what can happen, but I'm dying to try. Pat smiled. Let's do it. And what the fuck? Andy Williams was singing Can't Take My Eyes Off You and almost rhythmically all the slots began to work in reverse. All the players began to lose their connotations. The colours of objects and people swayed like liquid forces without gravity and eventually the only element that remained intact in that room was the column the sound of a piano seemed to accompany the positioning of other figurative elements in that space now filled only with fluctuating trails of colour Claire de Lune Debussy whispered Pat visibly excited as the new painting was taking shape Flagellated Christ by Ferrari di Fondente. This is the painting we ended up in, Cassandra replied, squeezing his hand even tighter. At the foot of Christ, tied to the Corinthian column, there was an incredible amount of fluttering dollars which had formed a kind of pagan halo around him in midair. Cassandra released Pat's hand and moved towards the man with the whip placed to the right of Christ. She slowly took the whip from his hand and then showing so much courage, caressed the suffering face of Christ. Pat continued to watch the scene in silence. His heart beating 
in vain and desperately trying to make him feel alive again. And he was wondering why he was there and why in that precise moment in life and all the usual questions of the case when the powerful crack of the whip brought him back to the insane reality of that instant come on darling Cassandra told him folding the whip on her side like a sash we have a roulette to win suddenly the room went back to where it was the noise of the slots had resumed all its roar while Tony Bennett sang the good life in the background Thank you.